Hello pageant world and welcome back to another episode of the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. Um, so today girls, guys and non-binary, we are of course talking all about the pageant campaign, the campaigns that we create as pageant queens, whether it's our own campaigns, social awareness campaigns, there are a lot of girls who create their own campaigns and what I want to talk about today is are they needed? Do you need to create a campaign? What value is your campaign giving not just to your pageant journey in general but what is the campaign offering? What is it doing? How is it raising awareness? There's are, There are a lot of things you need to look into because with all the lockdowns and with a lot of appearances now going digital, going online, um, I think that sometimes the messages are getting lost or watered down because there are so many other campaigns that are very similar. And this is where you have to think and go, okay, so how am I going to launch this? What do I need to do to launch it? Is it needed? So whenever I think about a campaign that I'm going to create, I always think, does it align with what I portray as a pageant queen? So if it's going to be an awareness campaign, for me, it's going to be something about mental health or about um, body image, body confidence, um, or just in general pageantry. And it's when you're going to launch it, you're going to have to help. What do people have to do? The next thing I think about is, is it actually needed? Because a lot of girls will focus on those appearance points. Like, I need to get this appearance point. I need to do this. I need to to get this done. And you create a campaign you get a few people involved, it's sharing a story, sharing a photo, you get a few people involved, but there's no urgency to, there's no, you can't really talk about it much in your pageant interview. So for example, if you made people wear the colour blue and hold up a sign, how are you going to talk about that in your interview? with all your appearances because you could be focusing on better appearances that you've done so for example I created a campaign where I got pageant girls to wear the color blue and hold up a sign that said this this meant that I was raising awareness for this cause and this is what they had to do using the hashtags I had about 15 girls uh, join this campaign okay that's cool but what is the campaign making them think and how is that relating to the pageant journey because then you would say I did this because you know my platform is this um but if you're focusing on that little campaign but then there was a charity event that you organized and it raised a certain amount of money are you going to want to talk about your campaign or are you going to want to talk about your charity fundraising because in your interview you are portraying the best version of you you're talking about yourself you're showing the judges why you should be the next winner you're showing the whole package and if you focus too much on a campaign you've done that didn't get much traction that 
didn't really take that much thought compared to another event that took thought or took a lot of time and effort volunteering doing a collection the work that goes into getting those donations you have to look at it that way so I remember at the start of lockdown or just before the start of lockdown actually um so it was February last year I created the hashtag pageant girl magic campaign to celebrate the positivity of pageantry. There was a intro video talking about body confidence and about celebrating the uniqueness and individuality of pageant girls. And then I had a few selected pageant girls send me videos talking about why they love pageantry and the amazing things they've achieved in pageantry. Um, and released that and it got a fair few people joining in (laughs) however there was also about six or seven campaigns at the same time self-love campaigns say three things you're confident about say five things you're confident about say three things that you love about pageantry um you know there are so many there are so many same style campaigns and also, if one person joined in one and they feel compelled that they have to join in the others and you're basically rehashing the same things. If you say you're confident about three things and then you have to say what you love about yourself and three things, it it gets very samey. And so that's when you have to go, OK, I'm going to schedule some things in between or you have to pick one campaign to take part in. And then that's where you get the whole political pageant drama of you joined in this campaign, but you didn't join in this, my campaign, but I joined in your campaign. And it just gets, it just gets icky. So what I'm trying to say is that not everyone will join in your campaign. Not ev- not everyone will join in campaigns. Um, I think, especially with lockdown, there's only so many times you can record yourself saying something in part of a video um and this is another thing I love I absolutely love and I've joined in a lot of campaigns with like saying saying a line saying a fact but then you have to look at the timing the timing of your campaign video so the perfect campaign video is around three minutes because a lot of people tend to lose interest after then. And if you look at when people switch off from your video, unless, of course, they're near the end, they're going to watch it near the end. Um, but if your video is a good 10 minutes long and it's just about facts and figures, it takes away that impact that you wanted to create from the campaign. So when you're when you are thinking about doing a pageant campaign, think about how long the video is going to be and the impact. So if you have been giving people words, you've been giving people the freedom to say things, um, maybe a 10 minute video could be split into five days. You know, you can share for you and it gets people more people watching it. Um especially as as I see this with the pageant interviews that we do we try not to go over half an hour um 
if it was a live, it would be different because there'll be questions. People will be asking questions. Um, but you do see that after around 10 minutes, some people tend to drift off. I see it in the podcast statistics um, when I can see uh, how long people have listened to the podcast for, what part they've drifted off at. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, it's some people might not be as interested as other people. That's absolutely fine. But if you have key facts that you want to get across in the video, if that is the reason for the video for the social media campaign, then you want to make sure that you're keeping it down to a good time. And this is where you can then lead on to a series. So rather than just a a one-off video campaign, you can lead to a series. This is where you can then do your own videos, quick one-minute videos talking about an element of your platform or, you know, like a, a condition, if your platform is a condition-based platform, you can then talk about signs and symptoms, you can talk about treatment, you can talk about the stigma attached, you can talk about misconceptions, you can talk about charities that help, you can talk about your personal experience, if you have a personal experience, why you fundraise them, about charities that go with the condition. There are so many things that you can do with it, and then, of course, you look at the social media, um, social awareness campaign, like calendar. Uh, for those who have a handbook, we have um, a 12 month guide of some of the days. And of course, we haven't put some of the dates because of course, weeks do change each year, but there are the world days that stay the same. So it's like usually the second week because this is where you Google and you look, you know that the dates. So for example, We are in March right now, so you know that it's Over in Cancer Awareness Month, Endometrius Awareness Month, um, so many different months. At at the moment, we are at the end of March, there'll be um, World Autistic Awareness Week um, with the World Autistic Day, I think is at the start of April. Um, I should really have my calendar with me when I'm talking about stuff like this. can just actually look <laughs> now at my calendar that is there is actually yes the 2nd of April is World Autism Awareness Day um and that works and that whole week it starts on the 29th of March so you have the weeks so when you look at awareness um weeks you will usually have so if I talk about mental health because that is my platform there is World Mental Health Day in September, on the 10th of September, October. The 10th of September is actually World Suicide Prevention Day. So that's the 10th of September. So then you have a month in between. Uh, Then you have Mental Health Awareness Week in May. If you want to go on American holidays, there, of course, is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm thinking it might be October, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but also, depending on your situation and your experiences, um, Maternal Mental Health Month is also in May as well, because I am a mother. Um, I have things to contribute to that, because if that's in that's the month in May, we also have Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week, the first week of May, and you also have World Maternal Mental Health Day on the 6th of May. So, so many things...
And just looking at May now, there's World Ovarian Cancer Day on the 8th of May, but we've also had the Awareness Month on March. So if that was your campaign, of course, right now everyone is wearing teal to raise awareness, talk about the symptoms. On the World Day, you could then have people talking about different facts, different figures. And then when you get into your interview, rather than saying, yeah, we got people to wear teal and I made a collage. It's great if you, you know, but you can then talk about how the campaign impacted. So during the month of March, I got people involved by wearing teal and talking about the signs and symptoms, which led to World Ovarian Cancer Day in May, where we discussed the symptoms, we showed case studies and got people to check for these symptoms because you know ovarian cancer is one of the biggest killers of women um that's saying that you don't have to include these campaigns in your well you in your appearance folder if you do it it depends on your system it depends on if they allow awareness campaigns to be in there if you've created a campaign that's your campaign to create so that would count however if you've taken part and and worn a top that it could be some iffy ground um then there are some pageants that don't count your appearance points so like for example um yummy and uk's national miss uh, they don't have appearance points. So if I wanted to join in, because I'm competing in UK's National Miss, if I wanted to um, join in loads of different campaigns and wear the awareness things, I can do that, but I'm not going to talk about that in my interview. But saying that, I will still have it on my social media page. There are some things that I do join in um, by wearing the colours or, or doing the activity because it's it's nice to keep your social media there it's nice to raise awareness um you know the endometrius post people commented like saying yes that's a condition i suffer with i'm gonna wear my yellow too um or telling me experiences about what they've suffered with um so yeah there is a reason why they work and i'm not saying that you shouldn't because i encourage people that in order to add more content to your pageant page, join in these um, awareness days. I always, when I have makeup on, maybe once a week, it's like, right, okay, let me get the awareness photos for this. And then, of course, if I see campaigns that I would like to join in, I would then join in. Um, so with all of that, now it's going on to thinking outside the box of your campaign. If you do want to create a campaign, think about what you want to do so um one of my clients uh has a platform of parkinson's disease and when we were discussing potential campaigns of what she could do for april because april was parkinson's awareness month we talked about balancing about showing of course because with parkinson's there are a lot of tremors they can't stay still so we thought of a challenge that um, she could do to everyone to see 30 seconds. Um, the original one that I suggested <laughs> was a Turkish get-up. Um, so if you 
if you know the exercise or Google the exercise, it's a very fun exercise that when I was a personal trainer, a lot of my clients hated me for doing that one. Um, I think um, Michelle must have discussed it um, with another coach as well, and they created the Balance for Parkinson's, um, and now it's holding a pageant item. Um, for 30 seconds so once again looking at that is thinking outside the box and also making you do something and this is where I always use the example I've used it in the handbook of when I helped because with your coaching session sessions it's not just let's just do interview let's go over your questions your coaching sessions can be anything sometimes it's just a therapy session <laughs> sometimes it, it can be that um because we not in order to focus on interview you also need to focus on what you're doing as a pageant queen um your platform what you have to offer your confidence um think like the social media there's so many other elements as well so Whenever you think of a coaching session, don't exclusive, don't exclusively think that it's just let's go over mock questions. Um, the sessions are what you want to take of it. Um, because yes, we can even go through walks as well and and all the fun stuff with that. But in order to deliver the perfect interview, you have to make sure that everything else is like ticked. So. I can't ask you the question of what have you been doing if you haven't done anything. So this is where we talk about stuff that you can do, um, playing up to your strengths, you know, playing up to the strengths of I'm very creative. So when I was thinking about fundraising, myself and Shyam was like, I had the idea of the pageant children's book. I can't draw though. I mean, I can draw basic things. <laughs> I can't draw very good. Um, and I asked Jan and she um, did the illustrations and that's where the pageant girl who can, that's where that book was created um, and I absolutely love it and people love the story as well so it's playing up to our strengths, we're very creative people that's what we created that will fundraise for charity um, so it's playing up to your strengths and with campaigns that work it's thinking outside the box, so we talked about the balance of Parkinson's but as I said in the handbook, we talked about Jade's um, TLC for BC. So breast cancer obviously is the BC. Putting on a face mark, this is the time when <laughs> we were all gifting each other Amazon things. Do you remember that? Like, did we have any money left after that? So many Amazon parcels. Have you played those games and won? I played the first one and won. And that was it. I was never entering again. I was like, I've... I've I quit while I was ahead. Um, <laughs> but with that, <laughs> face mask 10 minutes because every 10 minutes in the UK, one woman is diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's a post that makes you think you have to actually do something. You, you're not just wearing, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with this, you're not just wearing a top or holding a sign. Um, you know, or, or or making a pose, you're actually having to do something to think about it. Um, and that's where other things come into play as well. So in May, in May, I did a, um, for mental health, 
awareness week we did like a um was it may <laughs> thinking the timelines now the timelines are so confusing um but seven days of kindness that's it was because the theme changed from sleep to kindness and this is where google is your friend friend because i i planned a 10-part series talking about mental health different aspects and then two of the videos are focused on the theme of the mental health awareness week which was sleep and then because everything that happened with covid they changed the theme to kindness and i was like oh <laughs> so i created a seven days of kindness but then there are also other girls doing the seven day things as well um so it was a lot of people joined in on that and of course we had obviously the day where it was like donate to uh, a random just giving page so once again that was a really good thing and then that's carried on this year for the random acts of kindness a lot of people did that which is really nice to see um but yeah you have the seven day challenges i always find that if you have a challenge like a set thing sometimes a 28 day or a month will not have as much impact because a lot of people will forget <laughs> a lot of people forget after like an attempt and I think I've said this in a podcast before talking about these um a lot of people will forget so seven days is really was re- is really good it's good to focus on 14 days you will get some um I wouldn't go anything higher than 14 days of course if you have a 28 day that's fine but people will drop off people will forget if it's stuff that they have to do every day unfortunately that is <laughs> Sammy, that is what happens. Um, okay, so think outside the box of your appearance campaign. Have something that you want to do and want to achieve. And when you're looking at your campaign, it's not a staple of being a pageant girl. You don't have to create a campaign. You can just join in with them. You don't have to think of different things like that because you might have a charity event you're doing instead. You might have... Um, you might be an ambassador for a charity or a volunteer and that is where I mean you can make so you can make campaigns and you can create things like that but it's not a required aspect of pageantry so please 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 don't feel the pressure of if you have created a campaign that you've not had many people join in like don't worry about that um if there is a really nice idea behind the campaign and you've shown that when you're talking about your about it in your interview you're not going to say i only had five people join in you're going to talk about the positives of that campaign and, and what the message was getting across um that's what you're going to focus on but as i said you don't have to do a um a campaign it's not required if you just want to join in with everyone else's or just new awareness days, then do that because there is no point of struggling. For, like if you haven't, if the idea is very basic, you don't have to keep launching different campaigns every two or three weeks with really basic campaign ideas. Take a picture of you doing this. Okay, now write me a comment of this and and do this and show me this. Because you're losing the focus of what the message you are trying to get across. 
what are all these little campaigns doing? Are they going into one big campaign? Is there a message behind it? Or is it just a bit of fun where you want people to, to join in and say nice things? You have to think about it in that way. And that's why I haven't I haven't got any campaigns or campaign videos going on at the moment. There are things that I will be doing. Um, but it's for me to be involved in by myself. So... Um, my focus as a pageant finalist is getting the podcast back up and running for Queen Chats um, because it's taking a little bit of a break to interview people about their mental health. That's what I love doing. That's what I will continue doing. But I was still joining people's campaigns and awareness things because um, I love doing that. It's just being supportive. Um, but don't feel like you have to join in every single one. If you're recording so many different things... You are allowed to be selective. You're allowed to pick and choose. And I hate the whole political, pageant political like thing of, you joined in mine, so I joined in you. Like, as I said with the pageant disappointment episode, don't feel like you have to, to give back if you can't. If you physically haven't got the time, because that's the thing with successful campaigns, you have to think of a timeline. You have to prepare. So... These need to be in um, by a certain date. If you give someone a week's deadline, they're less likely going to do it. Because as I said, a lot of pageant girls will have one day when they do their makeup. And if you give them a five day like countdown, that's impossible. Whereas if you give them two weeks, two weeks is a good enough time. Sometimes you can give them a month. I've, had a dead- I've been given a deadline for June. And I will most likely forget until a week before um <laughs> if it's not written down um so you have to be careful of like with the timelines with the deadlines make sure it's achievable make sure that what you're asking them is achievable because not everyone has these colors not everyone has access to certain materials um you know like walking outside or in, in an area like that, some people might not be able to do it. Some people like to jump upstairs. Some people live in flats. Uh, <laughs> and I would not be doing anything in the shared communal uh, space for those stairs. No, thank you. It's a reason around the ground floor. I do not do stairs. Well, with this, with after the hip operation, maybe I'll do stairs. <laughs> but not at the moment. But overall, think of... Is this campaign adding any value to your pageant journey? What is your campaign going to do? What is the impact? What is the awareness? How are you going to create that? Think of the lead up. Are you going to do promotional items beforehand? Create a build up to it? Is there going to be special infographics? What are you going to do to create that buzz? To create to get people to join in? Um, will you ask people beforehand to join in? And then once again, think about how long it's going to be. Think about how many people you need to take part. Sometimes you have lines. Whenever I've recorded a line video, uh, my mental health video, I recorded all the lines just in case, because I had a deadline, just in case I didn't get all the videos back within a certain time um and it happens some people will forget some people won't be able to send it in time especially coming from someone who does the social media for um 
for yummy and yummy and that there'll be people that will post photos post deadline I'm like I can't really do anything with this because it's it's already happened <laughs> um or I've already made the collage I've already done the video always be prepared that not everyone will join in who say they're going to join in you have to look at that um but if you do want to create a campaign make sure you create it for you not because of you want to have as many appearances as you can before your final. Create it because you want to raise awareness that is a cause close to your heart, that something fun is something that is authentically you, not because you feel like you have to, but because it's authentically you. You don't have to create a pageant campaign to be a pageant queen. It's as simple as that. What you do with your title is entirely up to you. So don't feel the pressure of having to create a campaign don't feel the pressure of having to join in others campaigns okay because it's all your journey <laughs> so that is to conclude this episode i hope you have some you you might feel a bit at ease now that you don't have to do it um but also you might feel more passionate to to get that campaign that you've been thinking of um so if you do need any help of course sometimes it's nice to brainstorm have another brain in there um so if that is something you're interested in then please drop us a message so we have been planning pageant con as well as planning our brand new interview prep course so it's add that extra sparkle the interview masterclass so because of our four year four years that sparks and rhinestones has been in the pageant industry now as in sparks and rhinestones because i've been in the industry 11 years myself <laughs> um we have been doing some celebrations to celebrate pageantry and just to bring that positivity that little extra sparkle back in so we have the pageant girl of the year award um which is completely free a nice cute little trophy to be nominated um so we have that we also have the interview prep course. So the interview masterclass, um, we will be offering absolutely free um, to six girls. Um, so the first ever course will be completely free just because we want to give back to the pageant community. And this is a chance for you to nominate yourself or to nominate a friend um, to take this course. Um, the course will actually be launching in April. And then we will have... The first paid course be launched in May. So I'll be working out dates and writing out the course. Um, it'll be over Zoom um, for three weeks. And then the fourth week, you have a 15 minute individual session. Um, so we can go over everything that you've learned. Um, because, of course, with Zoom classes, it's a group effort. But I want to make sure that you've not just watched the course and learnt and, and written notes. You've actually taken that information in and it's worked in your favour. So we'll be offering that course absolutely free. Nominations are still um, able to come in, but we will be closing them soon for the interview course. For the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant of the year, they will close at the end of March. Um... And then we will have the winner the first week of April. 
I was planning everything around the operation because that's now been pushed back a month. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get back on top of um, everything because I thought this two weeks I would have the time to plan and write and to do everything. Whereas now I don't have that because it's back to normal life as we know it. <laughs> uh, so if you're interested in the interview masterclass, then please drop us a message on our socials if you would like to nominate someone. Um, I will talk about pricing for the course that will happen in May. We will be going back to face-to-face sessions end of May, June onwards. Of course, I will rope in my pageant PA (laughs) to go over some of the poses because I will be on crutches for the first month so I want to make sure that I'm still delivering the best that I can but of course by watching the walk demonstrating the pose seeing where you need to improve because you can do a pageant walk and be amazing at it and then someone else can watch it and they'll see just little things sometimes just little things um, but yes, so face to face, we'll be back. Um, especially as, of course, pageant land is open again. The first pageants we have, of course, will be that we can go to watch, will be the pageant girl weekender, and then we have royal afterwards, and then it goes into so many different pageants diamond, crown, and glory. And then we have Miss Wales is back again, Miss Pageant Queen. There's so many pageants to squeeze in before September. So I'm looking forward to, to getting back to being busy with pageant events. And and yes, so if your pageant is coming up soon, let's book in, get you prepared. Um, Not only do we have the handbook, we also have the workbooks as well. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have an amazing day.